and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome on in, everybody. Good to be with you. Ben, I meant to ask you in all this discussion about tickets and gift oh, cards. We got we plenty. Have that? For the Coppin State okay. game, we got plenty. Yeah. Well, let's do a giveaway here in a few minutes. So stand by to dial. How's that sound, Ben? Oh, that sounds great. You sound like a Jim Nance or something there. All right. I'll take it. I'm going to try a little I'll bit take- later on. Are you going to uh, pump it up? Is that what I'm hearing? You're going to I'm going to pump pump pumping up. Puke away, huh? I'm going to puke my guts out. Don't be a puker, Ben. Never good to be a puker on the air. You know what I'm saying? Welcome in. See, that wasn't very good, <laughs> but that was I think that's a pretty good voice. No. That's somebody no. out there. Yeah. It's... That's puke voice, but you're a little edgy. Oh, is that right? You know that the uh, most unique unique, uh, voice I ever heard on radio was, uh, and and I guess he's still, maybe he's totally settled. I don't know where he is now. Let me Google this. You ever heard tell a Pharrell on the bench, Ben? No, I have not, but uh, I'm I'm, I'm willing to learn here. I'm, I'm interested now. Well, long time radio uh host i mean he's been i think about everywhere right i think he might be a podcaster now that might be where he is but he had, he had a real like a voice like this that's how he talked oh i like that like smoker's voice like he's probably got a hole in his throat yeah i mean for uh, scott farrell he's a very unique uh character uh he's now on grid sports grid tv is where he's on every day from three to six so he's competing here so the heck with him you know what the He's sports grid TV fight. is on? What's that? Is that on when, like uh, Roku when, or something? No, when you buy a new Samsung TV, it comes with like these preset channels that anybody can get over the internet. And it's mm-hmm. like there's literally channels that are dedicated to like old 21 Jump Street rate reruns. Like it's that low right. quality. Sports Grid is like the sports channel for that uh for that network of channels. So it's like free programming almost. Is this is this like what you sent me, the link you sent me last night, or is that not? Is no, that, that's Flow Hoops. Oh, okay. Yeah, Flow I Hoops get is not work. free, unfortunately. Right, it's not it's $30 free. $30 a and year. It's $30 annually, yes. The uh, Colonial had, uh, I don't know if it's been announced. Well, I, I can't remember. If, I, think I think they've extended their deal with uh, the Colonial. Oh, Flow I, I don't like that. I mean, it's all about money, but... Yeah, I mean, they're getting paid. The league's consumer. getting some money to do it, so you might. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, yeah, that was that, that's one of the more unique voices on radio, and I thought there's a unique voice on the radio. But uh, now he's on Sports Grid TV, which I've not bought a new Samsung. I bought the one little TV that isn't really used anymore in the studio, and then I bought like a, a cheapy that is in my office at home. But that's it. I, we, we were thinking about buying someone for, uh, you know, on Black Friday. But I just, I, I don't know. I, it, I, to me, if it's if it's working, why get a new TV? 
Yeah, the good the good news about nowadays with the TV market is you can get a good one for pretty cheap as opposed to the couple Oh no, of they're years ago. they're unbelievably cheap. Like it really wasn't that much off with the Black Friday deal. Yeah. And you know, I would like a a really huge one if I get a new one. And but then Jill tells me it would it would interfere with the feng shui in the living room, the decor, because we have things decored a certain way. Uh, marriage. Oh, let me tell you, brother. <laughs> I don't know anything about so, it. No, no. Uh, ben B-Baby Byram producing today's uh, show. Hey, Ben. And we've got uh, Mississippi in the house today. Good to see you, Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi's been slaving away over a hot editing bay. He's got uh, some cuts for you from Coach Swartz from last night. Uh, Pirates... Uh, Tough one last night from the standpoint, uh, I thought it was over-officiated. I don't want to complain about officials because, I, you know, by and large, they get it right. And I'm not saying there weren't fouls. There were fouls, but I just think they, they didn't let them play really last night. There seemed to be an effort to – I don't know if the officials were trying to not let it get out of hand or what, but I just it, – it, just there were there were there's no flow to the game as a result of it. Now, you know, the home team shot 12 more free throws. They shot 37, and they made more than East Carolina attempted. But the Pirates attempted 25, and if East Carolina makes seven or eight more, it's a different ball game. Pirates just never really seem to put any game pressure on UNCW uh, last night. And uh, I'll say this too, Ben: good crowd. Absolutely, yeah. Good crowd I mean, there at Trask Coliseum. Very into it, too. I mean, they're coming off a CBI championship, which is big for them. I mean, they're we're used to tournament appearances a couple of years ago, and then that kind of fizzled out once Kevin Keats left, and now they're getting life back into that program. And it's a dedicated fan base, um, whether they're not making tournament appearances or not. So it was great to see, especially renewing that old regional rivalry. I mean, I think it's good for the sport, and I think it's good for ECU basketball. I think their people were smart. They wanted that game in their building this year. They've got two more games in Greenville the next two seasons. And uh, I think uh, Coach Siddle probably knew, if I'm going to get one against the Pirates, this could be Now's it. Now's the time, because, yeah. because, yeah, I mean, this is a young team, and that was only the second road game, and it looked like a young team on the road. I'll tell you what. A tough environment. Uh, yeah. You mentioned free throws earlier. One guy that really stood out on the stat sheet was the leading scorer for UNCW and Trezarian White. Had 17 free throw attempts and made 10 of those. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was getting to the free throw line a lot. Um, that just kind of gives you an idea of how that game oh, had, was officially. Yeah, he had a double-double at, at halftime, and, I mean, he was he was, he was was a heck of a player. I like Kelly. I, I think he's a great athlete. He's uh, bulked up some since last year. Of course, they've got uh, Shy Phillips. Um. They've got a nice team. And, and you know, I get the frustration of we should be doing this, we should be doing that. But, I mean, it's – we the resources are being put into basketball, finally. And the commitment is there, and but we've, we've had to do a reset. It's a young roster. It's going to be a good roster down the road, but it's a young roster. And uh, – Road games, road games this year are going to be tough. Yeah, I like the I, fact. I just looking at this roster, we've had some pleasant surprises that you know, looking at the beginning of the year in the preseason, you wouldn't expect these guys to pop off like a Javon Small or an R.J. Felton, but you know, they're really be kind of 
becoming kind of the guys right now for ECU basketball as we kind of are in this rebuilding period. And a lot of people may have not expected that. Ezra is developing really well. So, I mean, there's guys that are popping off and showing out for ECU. Ozar and uh, Felton got in foul trouble, and I think that really hampered what they did. Um, you know, I, I asked a couple people that were there in person last night, and one of them is uh, going to be Cy Seymour. We're going to talk to him coming up. and and uh, But I talked to Cy earlier, and I talked to a couple other people there at the game last night, some really good basketball people. And uh, I, I kind of, you know, I asked them their impressions on different players especially people that had not seen East Carolina in person for to that point. There were a couple of people last night that had you know watched the Pirates but had not seen them in person, and I, I asked them their thoughts, and they're in line with a lot of uh, – these are basketball people. These aren't casual fans. And so, I mean, they're in line with a lot of what other people had talked about. Uh, I got kind of – some people thought – talked to someone who had seen uh, – Tabs had thought that he, you know, was still a little hesitant and a little rusty. But then I think, you know, Cy was telling me this morning when I talked to him, because Cy and I talk every morning, Ben. Um, Cy was telling me that uh, he you thought flexing Tabs on me. That's fl- a great way to start yeah. the day. Well, I, no, I start my day talking to Henry Hinton. I, that's that's oh. far. Or actually, <laughs> you see me first. That's a far different way. To start the day. <laughs> I but eventually, I talk I know to, all about. That. Yeah, v- yes, you do. Eventually, I talked to Cy, and uh, no, that's not a bad way to to kind of get uh, the the you know other part of my day going. You're right, but uh, anyway, the, the person I talked to had seen Tabs play in the ACC and thought that he had been, you know, still a little hesitant, a little rusty, uh, and and still kind of getting there. And then uh, Cy thought he moved as well as he's seen him move, which I think is encouraging. So uh, you know, that's just some of the different perspectives of people. Uh, and just different observations from people who watched uh, that game with their own eyes last night in, in a raucous environment at Trask Coliseum. And I think a lot of people have to understand that's a guy still trying to learn how to play within his body. I mean, he had two major knee injuries. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean that can yeah. affect your yeah. shot. I mean, that can affect a lot of different aspects of the game when it comes to basketball when you're basically having to relearn how to play within uh, your body and kind of work around that when it comes to those two major knee issues there. I mean – I don't know what exactly people were expecting. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be dropping 20 points off the bat once he returned for ECU. Expecting him to be a key factor or a key contributor maybe coming off the bench, but not this this star that we were expecting when he first announced that he was going to transfer to ECU. I mean, a lot has happened since then. Uh, Coppin State, who the Pirates will play Sunday, got uh, beat last night by NC State, uh, Terquavion Smith went uh, for a big number last night, 33, and uh, I think he likes playing in Reynolds Coliseum. Uh, do we have Kevin Keats on Terquavion's performance? Let's uh, cue that up there. Of course, we we have this because Terquavion Smith played at uh, Farmville Central. So here's Terquavion uh, Smith's performance through the uh, observations of Wolfpack coach Kevin Keats. Yeah, I, you know, he's played so well, and other people will say, oh, he's only averaging 16 points a game. You know, the NBA scouts, they know he can score the basketball. They wanted to see him pass the basketball. And so I think he's doing a really good job. I think he's either first or second in the ACC and assists. 
Uh, I think we're seeing a young man grow up. And by the way, he's saying to you guys, hey, I can score if I need to. I just want to show you I got a little bit more in my bag than that. So, But he's, he's really matured. Um, you know, he's a kid. And, you know, one of the reasons why he's back is because he's a kid and enjoyed his teammates. You know, when you saw Dushan go down, man, I think he was affected more than anybody. Uh, our guy Graham Hill with uh, 99.9 The Fan getting us that audio. We appreciate it. NC State Center, uh, Deshaun uh, Mahorsik, as you heard. I think that's how it's pronounced. Probably not. Uh, Sorry, NC State will probably finish last in the conference. Maybe not last. No, no, no. no, no. They're not going to be great. Than, there's worse teams in this NC State roster. Um, ACC's bad this year. The Anyway, 6'10", 225-pound guy goes down, apparent knee injury, so that's that's a tough break for the pack uh, there. Uh, and uh, Coppin State will be in town. Good guard play for Coppin State. So uh, we'll see how Sam Sessoms is the guy to keep an eye out for for Coppin State. A name that uh, Aver- Art fans may be uh, familiar with. He played uh, against yep. us last year. So, Yep. But he's averaging 24 this year and uh, had 24 Oof. last night yeah. in uh, in Raleigh. And nine dimes to go along. Uh, Duke looked really good against Iowa. Uh, 74-62 at Madison Square Garden. Kyle Filipowski. It is. It is. Kyle Filipowski, uh, another big game. Really, I I, I like his game. He's really fun to watch. And it was talking to a scout today who said, you know, Stick with me here. This guy could be a lottery pick. And I was like, ooh. Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know. Big, well, no, he, he's kind of a modern big man. He's he's like made for the NBA's current first-round guy, I don't think. There's any doubt about that. Yeah. But this, this is a really smart scout. He said he his game is what modern NBA big men, you know, are all about. So, uh this Interesting. Is, this is not a knock against uh, old Kyle there, but, I mean, it's going to be a weak draft class this year, so he might have a really good chance of ending up in the lottery this year. And, hey, and get that, on him. And that might be that might be part of the uh, other thing. But the Duke's playing defense, and, I mean, dare you say, playing more defense than Duke teams have uh, the last few years under K. So I have a bad track record of this, but uh, Duke, best uh, basketball team uh, in the state of North Carolina. There you go. Last time I said that, I was saying App State and football, so maybe I just <laughs> jinxed them. Uh, you know, right now, but they're not handing out trophies unless you're Matt Painter in uh, November, December. And uh, that is uh, – or Gonzaga, for that matter. Well, they usually get one. In well, Gonzaga is the king of the regular season. Greatest regular well, they, season they win, t- program yeah, they of all time. They, they win their conference tournament. So, yeah, they, they do hoist a trophy in March. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I think, um, you know, as they get these other guys back in it too, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, how they, uh, play. What, what is going on at uh, UNC? What has happened at UNC? Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. CL Brown will be with us. Talk, uh, about the, uh, uh, all the players going into the portal for Tar Heel football and, uh, also, uh, talk a little, uh, about what's uh, ailing uh, the basketball team. Who would have thought? C.L. Brown, who covers them. Who would have thought Manic was a bigger loss to UNC than what a lot of people would have thought? I mean, Manic 
Um, it's clearly uh, the missing void right now for that team, and they weren't even that great with Manic during the regular season. So I, well, I, I found the, it strange they were the preseason number one this year. That's the forgotten thing. Everybody got all – look, they went in and they did win at Cameron Indoor Stadium, and then they had the belief they could beat anybody. And they were up big at the half of the national championship game. So I think a lot of people with everybody coming back, but, you know, they've got injuries. They, they still have some question marks. You know, State, especially with Terquavion Smith, has a guy that can go out and get a bucket if they need to. And, and right now that's not been the case for, for the Heels. Yeah, who's that guy, guy for that UNC right now? Who could not I, Caleb Love? I, I guess so, but he's so streaky. Even last year, he's well, streaky. That's, yeah, I mean, that's it's the just, problem. Yeah. All right, um, let's grab a break. Good to talk a little hoop here. I love Good it. About it, I was told the other day by yeah. a local media member, I'm a great advocate for the sport of basketball or college basketball. That made me feel good. I, I need to hear more about this in the break. All right, I know, yeah. uh, if you if you want to go to the. Uh, Oh, geez. If you want to go to the uh, basketball game on uh, Sunday, 2 o'clock, ECU Coppet State, we have a family four-pack. Good fun for you and the kids. And a Chico's Mexican gift card as well. Chico's Mexican restaurant gift card uh, for you as well. 252-561-GAME. We'll do caller three. 561-4263. We'll have that for you. And a pirate report. And uh, get the post-mortem on last night's hoops loss from Cy Seymour. All still to come. Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com, for PJ Show podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Cy Seymour coming up, uh, but uh, Luke and Winterville's on the line. He won the uh, tickets and gift card to Chico's Mexican Restaurant. Luke, congratulations. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, sir. All right, so you're going to the game. Good stuff. Uh, are, what, any, any other thoughts going on, Luke? Anything you want to talk about? Anything on your mind here today? <laughs> Feel free. Oh, no. Uh, I big pirate fan and uh hate just stray away from basketball but i uh, i That's hope right. that uh pirates show up in the bowl game you know yeah i i think they will you know it's it's interesting uh we we talked to coach schwartz yes or uh, coach schwartz coach uh, houston yesterday uh and i i thought his uh or maybe he said this in the press conference monday about the motivation watch out there uh, and you're not getting pulled are you luke Oh, no, sir. No, sir. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's committed a robbery so, uh, on the air with us. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> there's only been like a couple guys on the roster who've ever played in a bowl game. And even though there's a lot of experience on this team, you still got guys that have never had, because last year, obviously, they didn't play. So, uh, you know, I, I think the from a motivation standpoint, I think they'll be there uh, and ready to go. I just, you know, you just wonder will there be some nerves early on? And uh, I'm sure there will be. That would be understandable. 
Are, are you going to go? Yeah, are you planning on going, or is that uh, what are you? Or is that uh, too far to go after I, Christmas? Oh, I wish I, I was hoping they would go to the. Uh, I know that uh, the conference I don't think is affiliated with it, but I was kind of pulling for them to go to the the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, but but yeah, un- uh, with work, I I won't be able to go. I'll watch it though. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. You listen to our pregame. We're going to be on at three that day. So there you go. You can always tune in right here for the pregame extravaganza. A lot of hype that day. Absolutely. All right. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Luke. Uh, hopefully we'll see you out there on Sunday. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Listen to you all the time. All right. Love it. There he goes. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Luke uh, there. Uh, Luke, uh, I was a little worried about that for a minute. Yeah, he was like Luke. in a high-speed chase while on the air with us. Do you uh, – so the Aaron Judge news broke today, right? Oh goodness! Here we go. Hey, hey, hey! And what kind of record you know, did he break this time? I'm sure there's some kind of contract record <laughs> that they're going to cut in on. Flo no, Luke I don't. He didn't come close to breaking the uh, the contract record. But I, so Henry was saying this morning, I, People Magazine, maybe or Time, maybe Time, named him the Athlete of the Year. Trent would know. Who, McGee? Yeah. I, he got offended when I kept dogging Aaron Judge. At the oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he got all worked up over that. But um, and I kind of got – I was thinking about this during the day at one point this afternoon. I don't know who, uh, who the other candidates would be for that this year, for Athlete of the Year. Because, I mean, there wasn't – I mean, Stafford maybe? Oh, Stafford but hasn't that, been good this year, though. That's the thing. But he won the Super Bowl. That's true. And so it had a pretty good year in that. But you're right. He struggled this year. Um, hockey wouldn't be anybody. No, it wouldn't be anybody in hockey. Roy McElroy, maybe. But I don't I don't think that that's probably not anything that would be a mainstream athlete of the year. And it's not like I mean, he just won the championship. Just won the championship. He won the championship with a boatload of money. The PGA championship. But he... Scotty Scheffler was the big winner on the tour this year and probably the player of the year, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's not a name that rolls off the tongue of anybody. Football, <sighs> the, the stars are so inconsistent. You know, MVP seems to change year for year except for Aaron right. Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is bad this year. So, I mean, you can't pick yeah, him. I just – I don't think there's anybody – I mean, and then, then basketball, basketball, I guess you could, you could always say LeBron – but then they He's were not terrible great this year, year, though. I mean, LeBron has the Lakers are not great this year. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Luca, but they don't have really any kind of hard. He doesn't have any hardware. No MVP, no and championship. And again, that's kind of you know that's that's within the confines of that sport. He's the best player. You know, there's yeah. not anybody who transcended. You know, so I guess that's Judge would be the guy. What about you? Know, Jake if you Paul. did the sport. You know, he sold a lot of pay-per-views. Uh, I know he's done some pro wrestling. Didn't he blow his knee out last time he had a pro wrestling? Uh, I think deal? you're confusing him with the brother, Logan. Logan Paul. Maybe Logan because um, he fought Mayweather and sold a lot of pay-per-views, and then he was at WrestleMania and did all that stuff, whatever he does that he does. I, I mean, maybe you put Jake Paul in there. I mean – the guy's doing something that not a lot of athletes can do, and that's getting people to spend money on pay-per-view. 
Because everything's streamed now, so I mean, pay per views kind of. It really is you know, Aaron is Judge. Is. I think Aaron Judge is kind of. It the probably is Aaron Judge. There, yeah. yeah. It's got to be Aaron Judge. All right, let's uh, do to. <laughs> well, as long as he doesn't interrupt any college football games, I'm fine with with that. Uh, let's uh, do our pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with I'll today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Uh, let's start with cut three here, Ben, where Mike Swartz talks about the team competing. Well, we just talked about that in there in terms of that, in terms of, of, of the pace of play on offense and some of the things that we did defensively and just the, the grit and the fight that you have to have regardless of if you're making shots. I mean, they make it tough on you. They play a high-pressure defense. They're denying on the floor. They're going to make you drive the basketball. So if you do drive the basketball, you have to make the shots by the rim. And if you do miss those shots and you get fouled, you really have to capitalize on those free throws. And if you don't do that, uh, it, you know, it becomes a challenge. I thought, we, I thought we made an emphasis at halftime to crash the offensive glass, and I think we ended up the game with 18 offensive rebounds. So I think that's something that we can build on. But, you know, in, in the end, Jeff, we play this game till there's all zeros on the clock. And so as you're fighting down 20 or down 15 or down 18, if you get the game within striking distance, it's hard not to look back and say, well, maybe what does 10 more free throws made? do for the difference in the game you know we, we had a hard time controlling the momentum in this building because we can went through a lot of droughts scoring and it's hard when you continue to miss free throws miss shots and then the crowd gets going so yeah. you know a lot of what ifs but we have to try and look at the film and build on things uh, audio of course courtesy of the ECU sports network uh, coach Schwartz on uh, the team uh, what would have happened had they made more free tosses yeah, you know, and, and if we're if we're able to make some free throws, does that make the game feel a little bit different? Maybe instead of it being a four or five possession game, it's a two or three possession game at different times, and you know we have a chance to set our defense on a missed free throw as opposed, I mean a made free throw as opposed to a missed free throw. But all these what ifs. I mean, the bottom line is this: is you still have to compete. And I thought the way we competed at towards the end of the game, the last five minutes or so. Uh, you know, that's really got to be who we find. Got to find a way to play that for 40 minutes. We have to find a way to be that team. And Coach Schwartz on uh, UNCW's Trezarian White and his impact on the game. Yeah, he competed. And, you know, I think that, you know, I, the difference in the game was Trezarian White. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I've ever been in a game where one player shot, I believe, 14 free throws in the first half. Uh, and he had 10 rebounds. I mean, really, a really good player and, and a great performance by him. But uh, I believe that's what he did. I believe he had, you know, when he ends up the game shooting 17 free throws, 14 rebounds. He has 18 and 14. Uh, we had no answer for him, and, and he was really good. And, and their team is really good, but he, he, was, he was dynamic tonight for them. All right, Ben Byram now at the 94-3 The Game Sports Update ahead of Cy Seymour talking about last night's game. Ben? Thanks, Patrick. Javon Small scored a game-high 19 points, but East Carolina could not overcome a cold shooting night as the Pirates fell to UNCW 74-61 last night at Trask Coliseum. Ezra Ozar, the freshman forward, continues recent stretch of strong play for the Pirates, adding 12 points and 7 rebounds. Head coach Mike Schwartz on the loss uh, was kind of pleased with how they competed towards the end of the game. I thought the first 10 minutes, I thought was, you know, obviously I think we were right where we wanted to be, and I think, I mean, I know they're really good team and I thought they elevated their level about midway through the first half and I, and I don't think we did the same uh, you know and I thought it, whether it was 
being shell-shocked from not making shots. We were over six from three in the first half, and, you know, I think it took away a little bit of our aggressiveness. Then you start missing free throws, and, you know, it, we can't allow that to affect our intensity, and I thought it did for a middle stretch of the game. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's where we lost the game in that middle stretch. The Pirates shot two for 14 from beyond the arc, making their first three with about five minutes left in the game. ECU went 11 of 25 from the free throw line. Part wins basketball, notches their seventh win. After defeating Maryland Eastern Shore 67 to 41, senior guard Danae McNeil had a game high 17 points to go with six rebounds and six steals for ECU. Pirate women's hoops back in action next Thursday, the, fit, the 15th, as they travel to Bowling Springs to battle six and three. Gardner Webb tip off for that road contest is set for 11 a.m. that day. Wrapping up, number 15, Duke defeated Iowa 74-62 in the Jimmy V Classic at Madison Square Garden. Jeremy Roach led the Blue Devils with 22 points in the win. Duke will host Maryland Eastern Shore on Saturday. Another action, NC State improved to 8-2 with a dominant 94-72 home victory over Coppin State. Farmville native Terquavian Smith poured in 33 points for the pack. NC State will face ACC rival Miami on the road this Saturday. Coppin State plays East Carolina on Sunday at 2 o'clock. More on that game on the other side. UC basketball broadcaster Sa Seymour Patrick joining Patrick Johnson right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Sai Seymour in attendance last night to take in the festivities, the Pirates and the Seahawks from Trask Coliseum. He's on to discuss it uh, with us right now as the uh, Pirates at 6-4, and four, Seahawks move to 7-3. and three. Cy, shopping till he's dropping this holiday season. <laughs> holiday season, uh, doing all we can, shopping and uh, enjoying the city of uh, Wilmington, the port city down here. And, uh, you know, last night, give credit to Wilmington. I mean, uh, they just did a great job. The place was full, Patrick. Got here, and I, I got into the, into the trash coliseum about an hour ahead of time. Student section was already full. Uh, they allow three. They allow three bleachers for the visiting team. Is what they do. So we had the three, just three little bleacher seats, uh, three rows. One, two, three. No, no further up. And they block it off for the rest of it. And it's all students. And it and, and it's behind the ECU bench. And uh, the place was full. And then they take the overflow and put them in the end zones. And it was full. It was five. Whatever it seats, it was full. I mean, there was not any empty seats. So. Give credit to Wilmington. It was it was festive. It was loud. They do not like the Pirates. They're calling us everything in the world. And uh, give credit to, to Wilmington for a really good effort. Uh, look, a heck of a concept. You have uh, you have uh, students sitting behind the bench. Yeah, we what, what they do is they, it's almost like they put a little uh, tape yeah. that goes the length. Three rows, that's it. And that's all we get. And so I sat on the third bleacher, third row up, because I knew I could see better, and I was the first one there. And and, uh, and then you got from the third row down is what you have. And everything behind you is students everywhere. And it's really good. And they did a nice job for their ball club. And uh, Like I said, they are right on you, and they're letting you have it. And, uh, of course, being a coach, I, I never – really paid much attention you, you you block them out you know right, what I mean? right yeah yeah but, yeah but but for kids shooting the basketball out there uh, they are they can be really intimidating Cy Seymour uh analyst for pirate basketball ESPN plus ECU and Coppin State on Sunday at two we'll get into some of that uh but uh UNCW prevailing last night 
uh, in the uh, first of uh, a three-game set that these uh, teams are scheduled to play. Uh, the next two years will be in Greenville. Let's uh, talk about uh, the Pirates a little bit, Cy. Uh, just struggled shooting the basketball, couldn't get anything to drop from the perimeter, and got to the foul line but just couldn't convert. Yeah, I think when you look at look at that ball game, what you see out of it is really uh, when you see a guy like Ezra Azul, Let me give you the highlight. Ezra Azul played 22 minutes or somewhere, somewhere around Yeah, 22 there, minutes, yeah. Okay, well, listen, he goes six of nine, but he's hampered by two fouls in the first half. Uh, and you want to play him, but you couldn't because he's in foul trouble. He he played tremendously as a freshman. He had five offensive rebounds and two defensive rebounds. Uh, so you, in 22 minutes, he had 12 and seven. That that is, that is 12.7 rebounds. That is a strong night for a young freshman who was a bull in there. Uh, I thought there were bright spots, but ECU struggled. What what? Wilmington does is they get in passing lanes and they are in your face all night long and you got to be the you got to be able to dribble drive it and finish and we struggle with that and then the, the crazy thing give give Wilmington credit when you did dribble drive it and kick it to a wing to shoot it you better get it off quick because they were in your face and ECU uh, just couldn't knock down the threes they had some good looks they just didn't knock them down I think I think a key stat whether you, they're two two key key stats to me mm-hmm. eight assists on on uh, 24 buckets that's that's not enough assists we could not move the ball we could not get in a rhythm eight assists 24 baskets you, you need to be much higher than that the other thing is <laughs> it's a simple fact you, you can't go to the line you know 25 times and make 11 free throws now he, hear me out javon scott hit eight free throws he was eight for eight so the rest of the team went three of seventeen. Yeah, can't do that. You, you can't do that. And 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 in this kind of game, if you, if you make in the first half, if you make five or six more free throws and hit one three, it's a two or three point game. Instead, you're down ten or twelve at the half because you didn't make. We missed five in a row. One of them was a one and one. Missed front end of a one and one. Right. These are things you've got to do anywhere, anytime you want to be good. That's the things you got to do. And it never, it, it never did hit for ECU uh, last night. Uh, I, I just, truthfully, I just don't want Coach Schwartz and his staff to get upset because that's one of those games that if you hit anything, you all of a sudden it's a little tighter on the other end. You know, the other team. Yeah, there just was no game. You didn't put a lot of game pressure on them last night. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, White, who plays for them, he, he's a six six really a go-to guy. Uh and he had a double double after the first half. I mean, yeah. he he really he really he went to the line fourteen times in the first half, uh, and had a double double uh, in the first half. So he he plays well. He had fourteen rebounds for the night, eighteen points. Uh, he's hard to guard. I thought Jaden Walker did a really good job on him. He's the kind that matches up with him, but he's tough. And and Jaden got in foul trouble too. These and look, I'm not I'm not complaining about officials. They were fouled. Everything was legit. Uh, well, so, I, I, here's where I'll complain about. They okay. called it a little too tight. Yeah, now it was tight. It was it was tight. I, I just thought, but, you know, we, and I and I and I get what they're trying to do, but I, I just I think that they 
wish they'd let him play a little more. Because, I mean, Wilmington right. shot 37 free throws. And, and, and I'm not at all complaining about no. one team no. shot more free throws than the other. I mean, I'm I, what I'm irked about is they just – there was no ebb and flow. There was no flow to this. You know, the, the yep. ebb and flow of it was really uh, not very good. Uh, Cy Seymour with us. Uh, out of the kind of grouping of Biala, Walker, uh, Dabunje, let's put Tabs and LeCount in there as well. Out of that group of guys, how many do you think really need to sort of take a next step for, for the Pirates here? Well, first of all, I, if you didn't get to say it, see it, I thought Winston Tabs moved the best he's moved. Okay. I, I thought he didn't move like hurting. Uh, he's still raw from his shooting. He's not there yet. But I thought personally, watching him, that's the best I've seen him move. I know uh, Ben Bayala puts more pressure on himself than anybody else, but I thought Ben played a good ball game. I thought he, he played defense pretty good. He's still he's young, and he doesn't know how, how physical you have to be. He got a steal in the first half, and I thought he's going to thunder dunk this thing, and he laid it up soft, and the guy blocked Right, it. got they rejected go, by Kelly, who's a great athlete, yeah, and by the go, way. And then they go the other end and yeah. make a three. Yeah, Amari Kelly. So my point, and they go the other end and get a three. That's a five-point change. He's got to learn. It takes time. I, I, I think it's real early in the contest or in the season and in his career. To I still say he, he's going to be a good one. R.J. had a tough night, but he got in foul trouble. Uh, I like Jaden Walker. He's playing better and better. I thought Tabs played well. Uh, I mean, did we get enough? No, the bench killed us. I mean, well, and, and I mean, you know, they all need to, to kind of improve. But I mean, what, what I'm getting at is two or three guys out of that group have to bring it right. every night in order because yes. I think you're going to you, you sort of know at this point maybe Brandon Johnson can give you a little more. You, you sort of know what you're going to get out of Small and Felton if if they stay out of foul trouble. Ozar is yeah, blossoming really, right before us. So, I mean, I just I think that other group of guys that are getting some run have got to start to, to score with a little more consistency. It all comes back to defense. I mean, we all we, we, we know that very, very well. But I, I just think at some point you've got to start to get a little more punch out of some of those guys offensively. Yeah, and, and, and what we have to realize is looking out there. Last night we, we started four sophomores and a freshman. Yeah. True. It, it is, and very little game experience. Very little, except for Brandon Johnson and uh, R.J. Felton. They're the only two, and they've not seen a Wilmington hostile crowd like this before. You know, the, no, that, that's the thing, side. That was you. You and I. I don't know if you said this on the air. Maybe somebody else. I, that is a crowd that is not just there to watch the Seahawks play. That crowd was there to watch the Seahawks play and root actively against ECU. That's right. That's right. They, they I don't mean it. They look at us as that's a, that's a school that is in a higher league and they are known to be good in athletics and we need to beat them. This is a big win for us. And, and, and uh, it's a big win for anybody. Any, any basketball game now is a big win. But their students, do a better job of attacking us than our students do of attacking them. I know that sounds bad. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the truth. Uh, like they were there in they were there in mass. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, and early and often. So 
give credit to their kids and to what they do. But now, then again, they don't play football. This is their concentration, and uh, they do a good job with it. But overall, I think the main thing is uh, you can't – it's so early in these kids' careers and early in the coaching staff. you you got to stay with them. They're young. I was, I was glad to see Ben hit a three. Mm-hmm. I was glad to see him hit a two. And, and, you know, people are saying, well, he's one for, no, no, he's, he's young. You got, you got to play through this kind of stuff. Uh, so I think, I think the ball club itself will be good. I like the coaching staff. You just got to stay with them. And, and listen, as you and I know, it's not going to get easier when you start conference play. This is a very, very tough league. Uh, you, you, you may have, you could have as many as three, three, four teams in the NCAAs because this year every league is getting beat early. So you, you don't know where. You could be with this league, but when you've got the number one team in the country uh, in your league, and you've got Memphis, and you've got Cincinnati, and yeah. you've got Tulane, and you've got uh, Wichita State, and you've got Temple, that, that, those teams can beat you. So, see what happens anyway. Yeah, number one Houston rolled last night. Memphis uh, handled Little Rock fairly easily, and then Temple beat St. Joe's. Uh, they won five of six in that big five series, but they won by 10. So Temple seemingly is starting to kind of figure it out. Uh, Pirates will get uh, Coppin State, who lost at NC State last night. Wolfpack had a bad injury in, in that one. Uh, Terquavion Smith, the uh, kid from uh, Farmville, had a big game for the pack with 33. Sam Sessoms is the uh, Penn State transfer out of Philly for uh, Juan Dixon's team. He's leading him in scoring at nearly 24 a game. Had nine assists in the loss last night. So uh, they are guard-dominated, uh, and they will come in. And the Pirates defensively have had uh, struggles against teams that are guard-dominated this year. Well, that's what – when you look at the league, first of all, good teams are guard-dominated They because they control tempo, they don't turn it over, and they find, make their decisions. When you look at this team or this league, Houston, guard-oriented, guard-strong. Tulane, guard-strong. I mean, they player of the year from the state of Louisiana and then, the, and then a transfer from Alabama. They're two guards and they were last year. They're really good. When you, when you look, just go down the line. Cincinnati, they're Julius. They're, they're, their guards are really good. Memphis, they got the player of the year playing for them. They, he left SMU to play at Memphis, and he's the best guard in our league. Everybody in the top four or five teams is guard strong. And if you got and and that's where we're learning look, Javon's a really good guard, but he's a sophomore. You know, so you're right. And 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 Juan Dixon to me, it, he does a great job. He's home. He knows where he is and you know, he knows that area of Baltimore. He gets the best players he can get to come in there. And I'm telling you, it will not be easy on Sunday afternoon at two o'clock. It will be a very good Juan Dixon does a great job with his kids. Yeah, look, uh They've beaten Mount St. Mary's this season. They beat Navy. Yep. I mean, they've they've beaten some representative teams, uh, and they've played some people. They've played at Maryland. They played last night uh, against uh, NC State on the road. They've played at Georgetown at Charlotte. So I mean, they've gone into some buildings. Yeah. Uh, so they're not going to be. Georgetown wa- game was a good game. It yeah. was respectable. Good yeah. ball game. And they, so they're not going to go in and be wild or bowled over or concerned about the environment. They're going to go in and. Right. And be ready for and be hungry for a win. They're gonna they're gonna come in. I think a lot like we saw Hampton and, and South Carolina State in particular. I think they're gonna come in and, and feel like you know this is a 
hey, we've got a shot here, guys. So we'll see. I mean, uh, Juan Dixon's what what a lineage and history he's got, and oh, yeah. uh, Coppin State four and seven coming in, but they've they've played a bunch on the road, not as many as you know others have. Yeah, but four and you're right, four and seven with their schedule and most of it on the road is a really good record. So they'll come in here ready to play, and you're right, they won't be intimidated. They, they don't they don't play that way. They come in. They're ready to play you. They play the big boy. They play Maryland. They, they doesn't bother them at all. Georgetown in their area. They they don't worry about that. They're coming in there to beat you. Also played Towson too uh, this year. So I mean, it's it's one of those deals. Uh, Towson's got a really good team. So yeah, uh, it'll be uh, yeah. you know they they they've played some folks. All right, uh, Cy, uh If you're uh, the Pirates, just kind of a final uh, you know summary on last night and, and what you got to do to get ready for Sunday. You do have a little bit of time between games now, which uh, you haven't had a great, uh, the luxury of time between games here recently. Yeah, it's really good that they, they get a little break and they get back, you know, because it's, it's a bus and you can get home pretty early, get in your beds today. I would say you're looking at film, you're walking through about, uh, you're, you're looking at already Juan Dixon. They've been looking at it for a couple of days. I'm sure the coaching staff has. And then you prepare. You, you don't dwell on all the negatives because these kids are giving you everything they've got. They, I think one of the things they're going to, they learned really toughness, how tough you have to be inside and outside to finish. You cannot, because they can't, I, I, I thought, I thought they out toughed East Carolina last night. I thought they were more physical. Uh, just, just the way that I tell you who they were, Azure. Azure did not care. He, he instrumented the, the, the hit, which is what I think you have to do, the body, and then he gets room and finishes. He's going to be a really, really good player, but we must get tougher uh, inside and, and on the perimeter also. But uh, I, you don't spend much time. you you got, you got to get ready for ball games and get them ready to go. Don't dwell on the negative. I mean, you're not going to shoot that kind of percentage from the free throw line again. That was really crazy. So uh, they got, but you better shoot it well. You want to win, you better you better knock down some three. And, you know, you hit two more threes the other night and make and make your free throws at seventy percent. Yeah, the game changes. I don't care what anybody says. The game changes because all of a sudden you're taking that three and it's a four point game. A little more pressure on if you're if you're if you're Wilmington. We never got to that point because we just didn't shoot it well. Hey, Cy, thanks a lot for the time, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on. Sunday for ECU and Coppin State at 2 o'clock. Always look forward to it. It's going to be a good one. Let's get there. You people need to come out and support. Yep, they do. Thanks, Cy. There he goes, the great Cy Seymour. Thanks to him today. Uh, CL Brown tomorrow. Looking forward to talking with him. I'm really anxious to get his insights into what's going on in uh, Chapel Hill. How do you explain it? And. Yeah, there's got a lot of things to explain. Football, basketball. He's got a lot of explaining to do. Guys, we know. A lot of explaining to do. Uh, we'll have uh, some more for you tomorrow as well. Maybe some comments from John Gilbert. Uh, we'll see. All right. Thanks to Ben and uh, thanks to Mississippi. And uh, you all have a great rest of your uh, evening. We'll see you in the morning on Talk of the Town. And then back here tomorrow at 5 o'clock for a fresh edition of the Patrick Johnson Show.